Good morning. Welcome to the Energy Works Radio Show. I'm Tanya Ormsby and the topic that we have this week is embracing change. Now I would have to say that I am a person that finds it hard to change and that often, um, you know, I have to wait till my back's to the wall before I can make a decision. So I think this call today will be helpful to to me as well as all of you uh, because change can be a hard thing. So I just wanted to read you a, a quote. This is from um, Brendan Burchard's book called The Motivation Manifesto. And he says on the front, nine declarations to claim your personal power. This is from page 32. It says uh, it's under the social conditioning of fear. Why are some people more driven by fear than freedom? It can only be because in the past they were conditioned to be fearful either by those around them or by their poor application of mental faculties. There is no genetic curse or personality trait that permanently condemns one person to fear more than another. Even a genetic predisposition for anxiety can ultimately be flipped on or off by mental conditioning. We are not slave to our history. We can be freed by our conscious thoughts and disciplined habits. I thought that was quite empowering. So, you know, many of us believe we're too anxious and that we couldn't change and, you know, that wouldn't be possible. But I think what what has to happen first is that we need to have the motivation to change, you know, the reason or our why to make the change has to be very strong that we are willing to, you know, to face the things that we um, are worried about and make the changes that are necessary. So I think for me that, would have been that uh, when I was first challenged to do the Ideal Client Boot Camp, you know, a couple of years ago, that was very challenging to me and uh, I was not very computer literate at all. So that was a hard a hard challenge for me to, to take and um, I did struggle a lot and I had to wake up often at 3am to hear the calls because they were from, you know, from America. So... Um, and even though I struggled, I still carried through with it and I did have to get help and um, I found it difficult to ask for help but I ended up with two coaches and, you know, if that's what it takes to help us to be and do what we want to do, uh, we, sh- we should ask for help and, you know, be able to talk to people that have experience and often people that have experience are, are happy to share and they want other people to learn from their experience. Um, and so it becomes like a win-win. And, you know, if you can't afford to pay for a coach, you know, barter something with a coach, make a dinner every week or, you know, do something that you can do within your power to um, to get what you need to have happen. All right, so something to come up to clear already is um, from someone's timeline, age 15, and this vulnerability and some generational things attached here from mum's side. Let's put a questionation in here. Why do I so easily embrace change? Okay, and we just had a few more affirmations here to do with our mind. My mind is stable and balanced. Let's throw in even under pressure. My mind is beautiful. And often we are scared to think differently from other people, uh, scared to be judged for what we think, uh, you know, scared to move out of our social paradigm, scared to, um, you know, change how we work or how we parent or how we how we live our lives. But yet 
each of us have these gifts to use and if we don't use them our life will become difficult and boring so we're given gifts and ways to look at things because the world needs the way that we see things right my mind no longer reverts to fear when i'm in challenging situations and i think here too it, this is where it's important to um you know think about the changes that we have to make sometimes and what will be required and, you know, sometimes we know the fears that we're going to face and we almost have to have a plan that automatically kicks in when, when we face these fears because, you know, we're in, you're in the, the throes of the moment making a decision about these things can be difficult. Whereas if we've already pre-made the decision and we have a little plan or a backup plan when we're in the difficulty, then that can help us to be able to deal with a challenging situation. My mind is willing to serve me in accomplishing my mission in life. And, you know, sometimes we think about that, isn't it? What is my mission in life? I mean, for myself, I would never have thought that I had intuition if you'd asked me about five or six years ago. And um, I would not have said, you know, that I was going to be teaching or doing energy work would be the last thing I would have thought that was going to happen. So, you know, even though you may not be 100% clear on what your mission is, um, as long as you're following your heart and taking small steps each day, you still are on the right path and it's fine to make changes and to have to alter your path. I focus clearly on what is my highest priority each day. All parts of my mind work together well. Okay, now we're going to jump into the chakras for a moment. So here are a few extra chakras. We're going to go into the ninth chakra. So when the ninth chakra begins to open, we start to experience a transcendent the transcendence of time and space and we really know within our heart why we are here uh, the giving up of our own time frame and trusting a higher power because often we want things to happen in a certain time or way and we can be uh, scared if it doesn't happen in our time away that we won't be able to accomplish it or fear sets in and we give up and we feel like it's too hard but often when things happen there is divine timing and you know, you can never be too grateful for that. Um, I had an experience myself yesterday where I was um, working on a family member and, uh, of course, you know, it would bring up some of my own fears and difficulties and just at the point uh, someone uh, sent me a little text, um, you know, expressing gratitude for, uh, you know, something that I had done and, of course, that makes it, um, it makes it sweet when, you know, your, your, what you have accomplished is able to be seen. So, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, this divine timing just makes the world of difference. When you have gratitude or when someone acknowledges you or you acknowledge someone, you, and often you were inspired to do that, it really does help the other person. All right. So. I've got a uh, question in here from someone. It says, uh, it's easy for me to handle my son's tantrums. And she says, or better, it's easy for me to stay loving and patient when I'm faced with my husband and son when they are frustrated. Um, and, you know, sometimes our response, as she said, is I, I can't scream and yell in response to other pain. That's a hard change for me. And, you know, if you want to talk about um, genetics, sometimes family patterns are to scream and yell about our problems. And, uh, you know, sometimes we want to just run out in the backyard and just scream for a second and then come back in and, you know, handle the situation. 
I think a great tool is to almost step outside yourself for a moment and watch your own reaction. Say, well, that really does, you know, heat me up or that makes me feel frustrated. And then we are able to, um, you know, observe a little bit more about those situations. And maybe not right in the throes of the moment, but later we could um, look at, you know, what pops up in our memory for us from our own lifetime that is challenging us in this situation. And, you know, maybe it was that we had to have a tantrum before someone noticed us. Right, so there's a little bit of generational stuff here too on um, mum's side and her dad and his dad and the feeling of low self-esteem. And I think that's an easy pattern to fall into when um, when things don't go our way or when people are screaming and yelling at us. We tend to feel bad about ourselves and it, it you know, we all have this negative chit-chat that's in the back of our head and, you know, we can either listen to it or we can we can tell it to, to sit on the park bench for a minute and go out there and start thinking a little bit differently and try to look at the ways that we can, you know, be creative and help, you know, help the situation. And sometimes like with little kids, diversion helps, you know. Oh, look, there's a kookaburra in the tree. And... And learning to have other tools or to, you know, to acknowledge someone's pain when they're having a tantrum. Um, because often it's a valid reason to have a tantrum and we feel annoyed about the way that the person is presenting their, their pain. So we're going back into the mind again. And I think a lot of the, the big wars that we face really in our life are actually in our mind and the way that we deal with the things within our mind too. And, you know, the, the negative talk that comes in our head that we believe is really the lawyer in our head that's trying to take us off our course. And, you know, we have good lawyers that uh, really help us and, you know, help us fight for our cause. But we also have some lawyers that, um, you know, they want to get us off, off our course so that we don't really do what we're supposed to do in life. All right, so there's some energy to clear here around prosperity. Now... If you ask your body or your mind to take you back to the original event that's causing you to be triggered when someone else is having a tantrum, um, often you'll have a little picture in your mind. And if you imagine that you're in an airplane flying above your life and that your timeline was like a line that you could actually fly above and go and back and have a look, it, it would be interesting to see and you could be high enough above the incident to not feel the pain but to see and understand what comes from it. So if we could see, you know, the lesson that we needed to learn from the difficult situation without having to fall into the pain, that's very powerful. And then we can fly back to the current time and apply the lesson. And so I think often these things will come into our mind and incidents that help us to understand why we are being triggered and help us to sort of step out of the trigger a little bit better. So as I invest in myself, the universe rises to meet me. And in these situations where we are triggered, uh, it, it is an investment in yourself, isn't it? To take a little bit of time to understand your own feelings, to understand what's happening does, does trigger us. And, you know, that it's our past talking and sometimes our genes. But we can change our conditioning and we can change our response. There's a book called uh, The Slight Edge by Leo Weidner. And he talks about when particular situations happen, it's like, and particularly, you know, when a bad situation's happened and, you know, the consequences that played, it's like going 10-pin bowling and the ball goes in the gutter 
And so every time we get in certain situations, it's like the ball has already gone down the gutter and we haven't even got a chance to bowl and to have a, a go at doing things differently. So it's like we have to um, pre-program ourselves for certain situations. So, um, for example, if you're having difficulties in your relationship, um, it, some time needs to be set aside to actually look at the things that you like about that person, why you, you know, met up with them, why you married them or stayed with them, and, you know, the, the good points that you can see. And so, you know, he would suggest, like, when you're driving home, um, where you're going to face your partner or your business partner or the, or the, the child or whoever you have to face, that you have a recording made in your own voice of the things that you love about that person and what drew you to them. And so as you start to listen to those things and remember the good things about them, you can change your headspace around that person. And so you're making a new channel for the bowling ball to go down so that it doesn't have to go down the gutter every time and down that old pathway. But it takes a little bit of extra work to do that and, you know, some planning and pre-thinking to be able to do that so that we can change our headspace with that person before we get in the situation and so that we are already approaching that situation with love rather than um, just falling into the rut of how we usually would see them and react with them. All right, so some generational work coming up here. Dad's side, dad's mum and anger. And let's just plug in, I use my anger as a tool. We don't want to use it as a tool to wound people. We want to use it as a tool of leverage to help us to make the changes that we need. And sometimes if we're angry enough, we can see that the situation bothers us enough to actually put the effort in to make a change. Okay, now four chakra comes up here and a little bit more generational stuff behind the four chakra from mum. And the feeling of being emotionally repressed. So emotionally repressed is when we hold in our feelings. And it's even more too like what would we hate for the other people to know about how we feel? And we, you know, we often want to live this duplicity where we, we want to be nice to people and talk to them, but really when they're bothering us, they can tell by our vibes that they're bothering us and, they, and they're getting the mixed message from us because our mouth is saying one thing, but our body or our energy is saying something else. So, and it does take great courage to say something, you know, to say, oh, well, actually, when you do that, it really bothers me. Uh, I like it if you do it this way. And, you know, people then have the option to change. Okay, now this brings up something from someone's birth and fear. And, you know, when you're born, you can either be born into a setting of fear or a setting of love. And, you know, sometimes there are emergencies in the birth and it can bring up fear. But that's no reason that we have to live our whole life in fear. Yes, we might have to do some extra work to, um, you know, to change our patterning and, you know, make a new path for the bowling ball to go down. But you're worth the effort and so it's worth to take the time to do that. Now I'm going into the sixth chakra, which is about following our intuition. And often we do know really what we should do, but we start to question or doubt our own intuition. And, and this active act imagination with negative outcomes. And often, you know, the fear goes um, absolutely haywire trying to prevent um, all the bad things from happening and seeing, you know, and covering every bad outcome. And then sometimes we just get blindsided and we have no idea what was coming. And maybe that's a good thing because if we knew everything difficult that was about to happen, we would spend a lot of time thinking about having 
you know, how to deciphering life's meaning and how to avoid the problem. So there's a little bit of generational stuff here from Dad and a little bit about the colours of the aura. So each person's aura can have certain colours, but also I think they can change at different times, you know, with our moods and with the way things go. All right, so the blue colour comes up here. Blue aura people often have very strong personalities and great communication, and they're often leaders because they're so able to communicate thoughts, concepts, and ideas really simply, eloquently, and powerfully. Often they're the peacemakers, and they can calmly diffuse an angry situation through their love of truth and clarity. And they're often highly intelligent and hardworking. And they usually have a great balance between their heart and mind. The only problem with these people, though, they can be workaholics, which can cause problems with their relationships. So, you know, sometimes we uh, we have these capacities, but we tend to go into the workaholic mode. So it's important for us to be able to, um, you know, channel our capacity to work and, you know, even to be able to compartmentalize our life a little bit more so that there is time for fun and to actually enjoy life. And I know that that's a needed thing for myself. I can tend to be in the workaholic mode. And that comes through from dad's mum. And also the feeling of depression can come in here. And, you know, when we get stuck in our thoughts and, you know, like trying to make the change and struggling to make the change, it you know, we can get depressed because we feel like I haven't made the change, things aren't happening as fast as I would like, maybe you're copying some opposition, you know, and all these things make it hard for us and make us want to give up and feel like it won't happen. But I think, um, you know, Cherry Maxwell used to always say, you know, what you want is on the other side of the brick wall and you've just got to get through that brick wall. And even if it just involves, you know, with your spoon scraping out one brick at a time, to be able to get through to see what's on the other side. And the more that we can see the picture that we want on the other side, the more easily able to grasp it and the more easily we can make the change because we have to have that vision or that picture or um, the feeling of how we want it to be on the other side of that brick wall. Okay, so that's a little bit clearer. So I'll just check if there's any other questions. And if anyone else would um, like to, you know, speak up, um, uh, you know, ask a question out loud or, you know, if anyone else has um, things that they would like to put in the Facebook page, um, you know, I really enjoy that. And I love if you have things that you're struggling with that you um, you post in the Facebook page or email me so that I can use these for topics because it sometimes it's hard to think up a topic. But usually life presents something to me that I'm struggling with that I might use as well. And I think, you know, we often feel like, oh, you know, when will I get to the top of the mountain and it will be easy for me? I don't think that ever happens. It might happen in certain areas that you master something or that you do deal better with it. But I think there always will be a challenge. And I think till we take our last breath, there is always learning, there is always growth, there is always room for improvement. And, you know, to have the attitude of um, change is a healthy thing, change is a happy thing, I'm ready to make change, I allow myself to change and I allow myself to change even when other people don't like it because people particularly if they're um, um, people that uh, invade our boundaries and you know perhaps use our energy they don't want us to change they like to be able to use our energy it's kind of the lazy man's approach to getting things done 
I'll just borrow someone's else, someone else's energy to do it. So these people will loudly and strongly oppose our change and give us all the reasons why we shouldn't change. But that's all the more reason to draw your drawbridge up and just, you know, speak to those people, go and meet them temporarily somewhere and not let them into our, uh, into our castle. And, you know, just to minimize our time with these people, if we have difficulty from stopping them to be um, vampires to us, we need to minimize the time with those people and, uh, you know, to protect ourselves and to do what's best for us to be able to make the changes that we need to. And, you know, I think you, the people that really love you and the people that are your friends will help you to make the changes you want to make and will encourage you and they won't dissuade you. They'll help you to do what you need to do. All right. So I hope that helps you in your embrace of change. And I hope it helps you to be able to see the changes that you want to make and, you know, to be able to be a little bit more proactive in the changes so that there's a little bit more planning and, and forethought and, you know, not being like me and waiting till your back's against the wall. So, but even if you are like that, sometimes that's a good thing. And when your back's against the wall, we develop the courage because we have nowhere else to turn and we must fight the lion. We can't run away from it anymore. And sometimes the lions are actually the lions within our mind and the lions within our life at the moment that we need to face. And uh, if it wasn't for the lion, we wouldn't develop the courage that we need to. So even gratitude for the lion can help us to make these changes. And um, I hope that you um, have, a, have a good day and that you are able to face the changes that you want to make and put your energy in towards it. So all the best.